Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Even as we think about Daniel 10 and how he fasted and prayed and from the first day that his words, his words were heard, but the delay to the answer, the archangel coming and giving a message is pertinent for this hour. Thousands of years ago, the prophet Daniel fasted and prayed. and The warfare in the heavenlies took place. Michael, the archangel, Gabriel, the message delivered, so pertinent for now, along with the book of Revelation, we know that we stand here covered by the blood of Jesus. We know that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, according to Ephesians. And theologically, we understand that we're made in your image and we've been redeemed. We understand that, God, we are your ambassadors. We understand that you've placed us at this time in history to be your people, peculiar as we are, called out of darkness into your marvelous light. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We're the church, the ecclesia. And when we meet, when we gather, when we pray, things change. And I know tonight that tonight is a special night in the spirit. I understand that. I understand a little bit about the hour that we're living in. And as you told me, it's time to oil the shields. I know what that meant. I know what it means. I pray that you would release living understanding tonight. That tonight, a deposit from heaven would be made as the Apostle Paul said, I long to come to you to impart to you joy, peace, patience, the fruit of the Spirit, but revelation from your word. I pray release revelation from your word that causes a revolution in the hearts of every single man, every single woman, every single child, all those online, those that'll listen on Spotify and on, the, on Facebook and YouTube and the, and the podcast now and in the days to come. Release truth tonight. Break him with truth. Break him with light. May we never be the same. In Jesus' name, give a big amen and a hand clap to God, won't you? You may be seated tonight. Thank you, worship team. As Joshua crossed over into the promised land, manna ceased because it was time for them to start to get food on their own. No longer were they going to be fed angels food. That's what manna is. You can study that. They get sick and tired of it. But when they crossed over to the promised land, manna ceased. When you move into a place of maturity, you transition from one season to the next, provision changes. And you have to be aware of when the brook called Cherith is gonna dry up. Listen, I understand that maybe you got saved last week, last month, last year. I will do my very best to go from the deep end of the pool to the shallow end. Besides, my deep end of the pool ain't all that deep anyway, but I'm just gonna let it, I'm gonna turn it loose because I'm after something tonight in the spirit, all right? So we've given you notes. We may or may not use them. If you, I don't fill in one of the blanks, get a word of knowledge, fill it in, and that'll help you. And so provision changed for Joshua. And a place called Gilgal. They were circumcised, which is really an affront to Israel because it means that they weren't circumcised in the wilderness, which means they had not followed through on the Mosaic, pardon me, the Abrahamic covenant sign, circumcision. I'm sure they weren't too happy about it, but that's not the point. It's a sign of the covenant that God had made with them, and they were not ready to go into the promised land, so they had to get things right. You know, some of you want to go in. Some of you want to go in and fulfill all that God has for you, but you leave some things undone. That's not how it works. You say, are you telling me I need to? No, I'm not saying that. It's the circumcision of the heart. 
It's, it's this has to change. If you keep your same stinking attitude, you're not going to transition into the promised land and fulfill everything God has for you. The, the circumcision of the heart is a picture of cutting away of bad attitudes. It's a picture of cutting away the flesh. It's a picture of removing of sin and habits and, and, and iniquity and so on and so forth. So they did that, and then Joshua sees a man whose sword is drawn, and it's the captain of the host. It's the, it's the Lord. Many theologians say it was, was Jesus, a visible manifestation of God in the Old Testament, Jesus, standing there, the captain of the host. And Joshua says, are you for us or are you against us? You know, it's like he's ready, like, I'm going to take you out kind of thing. Uh, if you're not with us. And the angel says, the angel of the Lord says no, which is not what he asked. It's that God doesn't fit in any of his categories. God's on a mission of his own. And are you, in, are you with him is the question. Not, not is he with you. Come on, he doesn't, he, he's not obligated to finish the book that you authored, but the one that he authors that you partner with, he'll finish that. And I've had many a time where I've wanted God to do something for me, but it was me, it was my idea. It's a good idea, but it wasn't a God idea. And so he doesn't stand over my opinion and my word to see it performed, but he does stand over his word to see it performed. And Reinhard Bunke heard from the power of the Holy Ghost or the word of the Lord saying to him that God's word in his mouth is the same as God's word in God's mouth. Literally, that Reinhard Bunke, when he would speak the word of the Lord, it was like God speaking through him. And that really is a revelation. God's word is, has power. And so he gets back to Joshua, gets a strategy. It takes strategy to take a territory. It takes strategy to win a family. It takes wisdom to win souls. It doesn't just happen. And the hour that we're living in, the time that we're in, and I mean like February 2nd, 2022, and the calling and purpose and destiny and the corporate anointing and vision that we have as kings. Beyond that, the body of Christ in Alaska. Beyond that, the body of Christ in America. And beyond that, the body of Christ in the earth. There is a strategy, and know for certain, and many of you do, that the devil has been working overtime in preparation for the Antichrist to be manifested. It is We are careening towards a one-world government. We're careening towards the mark of the beast and, and all of the economies of the world becoming one. And... It's just a crazy, crazy time. People are controlled by fear through media outlets. They've put away, I'm preaching, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Spirit of God. I am, I am serious tonight. I'll try to put some sugar on it, but, but I'm telling you, it's an hour that it's time to wake up. It's time to snap out of your apathy. So many asleep in the arms of the enemy. It's time to quicken yourself. It's time to stir yourself. It's time to get in the Word. It's time to shake free of fear. It's time to get on fire. It's time to be filled with the Spirit. It's time to take every thought captive and make it obedient. It is not a time to fall asleep and listen to all the nonsense being pervade from all the outlets of media that are seducing the hearts of even the church, that even the elect would be led astray. Strategy, wisdom, new season, new provision, new territory, new level, new devil, new anointing to drop old slew foot. And the actual fact He's already been dropped by the power of the name, the blood of Jesus. Jesus led captivity captive. Can you say amen? amen? I want to talk about spiritual warfare if I can get to it. I've been already am. Mark or Matthew, whatever your note says, 11, I think. Mark. But go to Isaiah first. Isaiah 21. Isaiah 
Thank you, God. Come on, lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word tonight, God. Thank you that you led captivity captive. We fight from a place of victory. We thank you that we have dominion. We thank you that we have power over darkness. Isaiah 21. <laughs> Don't ever lose your joy. Don't ever lose your joy. Isaiah 21. It's a prophecy against Babylon. You should say that right in your Bible right there. I've heard this, these verses out of context. Go to verse 4. I'll just go to verse 5. Verse 5, and I'll, I'll fill you in just a little bit. They set the tables. They spread the rugs. They eat. They drink. They get up. Pardon me. They eat. They drink. Get up, you officers. Oil the shields. This is a picture of lavish sin in Babylon and soldiers who've not oiled the shields. Let me tell you what that means. Shields were made of leather back in that day. And you would oil the shield to make it glance blows more easily. Of course, to keep the leather pliable, but to let swords and spears glance off easier, it made it slick. Oil, of course, is a picture of the Holy Spirit. It's a picture of warfare. And it's saying, you guys have been asleep. You've been partying. You've been watching Netflix. You, you've been asleep, it says to Babylon. Now, we're not Babylon, but in application, prophetically, I'm going to take a little bit of liberty to say that most of the church doesn't have a clue about spiritual warfare. I don't have any idea. It's not even preached anymore. Some of you may remember the spiritual warfare was like the thing back in the 90s and 80s and casting out devils. The spiritual warfare was just a thing, man. Every message, he, you know, early 90s. Ron Cannoli and that amazing CD, or I guess it was an album. No, I guess it was a CD. At least it, it was not an A-track tape. CD. Clearing war in the heavenlies. You remember that? How many of you remember that? It's still good. It's all, it's all still good. We've crossed over to a new level of battle. Come on, lift your hands to heaven and just begin to talk to Jesus for a moment. We're good. We're good. Father, thank you. Amen. We've crossed over as the body of Christ to a new level of warfare. And, and with that comes a new anointing. With that comes some fresh oil. With that comes new joy. With that comes fresh revelation. I don't particularly like being in, in battle mode, but the truth is that never ended. It's just that there's moments where it's more intense than others. And this is one of those moments. And uh, if we're going to move forward into all that God has to see the provision change, to see a release of God's power, to see a release of God's strategy, understand clearly it is about souls. It is absolutely about reaching the lost. It's about expanding the kingdom of God. That is what it's about. And the enemy's very nervous about a church, about a people, about the bride of Christ to get on fire 
and do whatever it takes. See, most people won't do whatever it takes. Most people wanna just relax. I just don't trouble me. I, I was talking to a guy in the sauna. Shock, shock. I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna write a book, Stories from the Sauna. This guy's a conservative. He's a, he believes in God. Not sure he's born again. Probably not, but we're working on it. And he said to me, he said, you know, and he used some expletives that I'm not going to use. Amen. <laughs> he, saw, he said, as long as people leave me beep, alone, I'm going to leave them beep, alone. And that's all I want. The problem with that, and I didn't get a chance to confront it, but we'll give the later on, is that won't work. Because there's always going to be com coming and the enemy to ram stuff down your throat and to take your, your, your sons and your daughters and your wife or your husband. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. So you can pray in your house and listen to Vineyard 8-track tapes as much as you want. But you are going to have to rise up and begin to oil the shield and take territory. We need more Edna DeVrieses. We need more godly leaders that won't quit. This is a tough lady. You don't want to mess with this lady right here. Tough couple. Full of the power of God. Full of the wisdom of God. Prophecies coming to pass, Mered. Visions and dreams coming to pass. Write it down. Make it plain. Run with it. Notable miracles happening even behind the scenes. Even things that you don't know, says the Lord. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So tonight, I want to bring you a, a message called Oil the Shields. Now, go to, go to Mark 11. I had a conversation, and I've, I've told you about it a while back with Prophet Jim LaFoon, and uh, he is an incredibly powerful anointed voice for the Lord in the nations. He saw Hurricane Katrina years ago, had a contact to be able to call the governor of Louisiana. I got that right? Louisiana, right? Called, told the whole thing. You need to do something with the levees, the whole thing. Told him the whole thing, saw the whole thing. Didn't exactly work out, but it could have been worse. And thank God it wasn't. Somebody said, that was God judging, judging that wicked city. Okay, well, if it was, he sure missed like one of the most wicked parts of it, which is Bourbon Street. It's fine. <laughs> pretty rough. Bourbon Street's pretty wicked. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Mark. I'm getting there. If you're all there, say Amen. Stand up on your feet, won't you? Let's read the verse. And we'll get into the notes. And I'll bring this thing to you. It's a new day. It's a new hour. New warfare. New giants. New strategy to drop them. Mark 11. Verse 22. If you're all there, say, woohoo. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Father, move in power, Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So conversation with Jim LaFoon, this prophet. I've picked him up. I've served him for, for, I don't know. I think I was his driver and his armor bearer for like 15 years or something, a long time. I would beg to get the job to go pick up prophet LaFoon. Just got some funny stories about that. But one time when I was picking him up, stayed with me, these little conversations I would have. That's going to be a moment when you pick that, him up. You're picking up Jim Critcher. It's going to be a moment. I gave that to you by divine instruction. It's 
going to be a moment. Bring your wife. Don't bring anybody else. Amen. He's picking up one of our prophets. And so he said, well, Brother Daniel, I was Brother Daniel back then. Hey, Brother Daniel, how's the church doing? I said, oh, it's great. It's awesome. You know, yeah. Oh, wow. I said, oh, great. I said, but, you know, we're always believing God for resources and finances. He said, ha, ha, ha. yeah, yeah. That's the way it is with every, that's the way it is with every vision-driven ministry, Brother Daniel. And I said, all spiritually, amen, Prophet LaFoon, but there's always a ram in the thicket. And he said, that's right. Sure is hard to find the ram, though, isn't it? <laughs> and I just never forgot that. And in more recent conversation I had with him, he said, you know, we're discussing in his, in his network of churches, there's thousands of churches, and he's like the, the main prophet over them, not, not, not a part of Kings, but he's certainly one of the main prophets that's ministered to us for these 20, I don't know, 25 years. And they, they discuss that there's many things not being taught to the church anymore. Most people, new believers, when they come in, they don't know anything about coming under a burden or travail. And how much, raise your hand if you know what that means, what I even just said, travail. It is a, it is a, uh, a prayer type. It's a work of the Spirit where the Holy Spirit comes on you, man, woman, or child, so much so that there's not one other thing you can do but cry and break before the Lord. You usually end up in a pile on the ground, and you're not sure why that is. It's not, you're not weeping and crying for your own life or for your own loved one. Or your, it's not like you're grieving because your, your mom died or your dad died. It's not like that. It's not like you're grieving. You can't quite put your finger on it, but sometimes the Lord shows you what you're broken about. I mean, Nehemiah, when he heard about this sin and the broken wall and all that's taken place, he wept many days. I would say that that would be an Old Testament picture of travail. There is, that is a biblical model for praying through. Some of you pray for like five seconds. Oh, Lord, help me right now. Amen. And then you go back to whatever you're doing. I'm going to tell you what. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to your Lord my soul to keep is not going to bring strategic breakthrough, fresh revelation, and opening up regions. That does not do that. That, that might give your kids nightmares, but it's not going to bring breakthrough. He said, my kid's having nightmares. Quit praying that prayer. What do you mean? That's the one I was raised on. Well, you're well-meaning, mama, but maybe, maybe it's not exactly. If I die before I wake, oh, my God. I pray to your Lord my soul to take. <laughs> Lord, that's cute and everything, but I mean, seriously, if I die before I wait, how about you're gonna fulfill the plan of God? I'm going for 120 years. I ain't gonna back off preaching, praying, but I ain't gonna die before I wake. I'm awake and I'm gonna stay on fire. I'm not gonna be taken out early by the grace of God. I'm gonna live for Jesus. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So you've got, to, you've got to get a pattern of prayer. You must learn how to produce breakthrough. Amen. So do you know how to produce breakthrough? Yes. How'd you learn? Painfully. What do you mean? It's when you face something that you can't fix. You don't, you're not smart enough. Some of you, th some of you are like, more degrees than a thermometer. You're educated beyond your own intellect. Listen, it's not, it's, not, it's not intellectual understanding that gets you the breakthrough. There's a lot of people that, have, that know 10 times more theology than you and I will ever know, and they can't cast the devil off a cat. And some cats, I know some cats got mean devils. They can't, they, they, they can't get anybody free. Haven't won a soul in years. Filled with theological truth. It's not theological truth we need, although, don't let me correct that. We do need theological truth applied to the lives of a spirit-filled person that brings transformation in a region. That's what we need. And when you get to the end of yourself, they call it, they, they, they used to call it the, the, the dark night of the soul. That's what they would call it. Have you ever been there? It's not a bragging thing. 
It's a broken thing. You ever been there, Pastor Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, I have. And like I said in recent services, I don't really like trials, oh, but I like what they do for me. They, they, they get me on fire. They, they press me to a place of zeal. They press me to a place of militancy. And I am, if you can't tell, I'm in that place right now. He's like, gosh, that's intense. Your eyes look like they're going to pop right out of your head. Jim LaFoon talking to his upper leaders of that worldwide movement said that we, we, we've, not, we've stopped teaching some of these principal things of prayer and travail and sacrificial giving, giving your everything. We've stopped teaching about, about spiritual warfare. We, 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 we unknowingly just slowly moved away and would touch on it and touch on it. Now, now you have really a church that's by and large ignorant about spiritual warfare and has no idea how to pray through and get a miracle. I pray that's not the case here. Because I will stand before a court of something much higher than public opinion. I'll stand before the Lord for how I've taught you. And uh, you will stand before the Lord for how you've heard and whether you've responded. And if you don't follow through and you mess up really bad when you get to heaven, if you make it, don't tell him you came to my church. Let's go to the next point. <laughs> Dr. Morocco wrote a number of books uh, on spiritual warfare, and you can find them online, and one day we'll have a, a resource uh, place, a bookstore in our new building. Spiritual Warfare Prayer, uh, You Can Be a Winner in the Invisible War. These are some of the books that he's written, and I cut my teeth on them. He uh, also is, wrote and preaches a message, which I've preached here nearly every year. I've preached it every year. It's called Binding and Loosing, and it comes from Matthew 16 and Matthew 18. They say the same thing. Whatsoever things you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever things that be loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. Using intertestamental literature, understanding what Jesus was saying, he's saying that we have authority over demon power. And I will tell you that if you don't take authority over demon power, you'll end up being used as an illustration for hell. You have to take authority. You must take authority. And if you don't learn to walk in authority, then you're not going to fulfill everything that God has for you. Somebody said, well, want Jesus to do it. He already did. And then he empowers you to walk as his ambassador, a minister of reconciliation. He already died. He ain't coming to die on a cross again. He already did that. Now you take the blood, you take the authority, and you stand there and decree the change. Proclaim the change. Refuse to allow the enemy to get inroads into your family, into your marriage, into your own mind, into your church, into your region. I've said it before, but I say it again before God and his angels and before Satan and his demons that this territory belongs to God Almighty. And we will take it. We will see the lost saved. We will see the sick healed. We will see opioids broken off of this community. We will see the power of God put on display. We will see a people raised up. We will see revival. We will not shut up. We will not back off. We won't let up. That's why we're alive. That's why we're breathing. That's why we're here with such urgency. People are lying in the balance. Souls lie in the balance. <sighs> Raise your hands to heaven and just take a break for a second. <sighs> All right. We've had an early morning prayer meeting for 20-something years here. It's faded, it's waxed, it waned at different times. Revival waxes and wanes a little bit because God looks for a leader. God looks for a people. If he can find somebody on fire, then there is a release of God's power. If he can't find a leader, he can't, like in the judges, they didn't mentor, they didn't disciple people. So when the judge died, so died the move of God. In every generation, God's looking for someone to be that burning, shining lamp, looking for someone, looking for a man, looking for a woman whose heart is steadfast towards him. And our morning prayer times have grown. 
but they need to grow more. I'm calling you to prayer tonight. How come? Because apparently the enemy's nervous. Look at the text here. Have faith in God. The actual Greek there, Koine Greek, is have the faith of God. It's really the gift of faith. It's a whole nother message. But anyone who says to this mountain, everybody say mountain. mountain. Say to the mountain. Everybody say, say to the mountain. Okay, that's allowing air to travel over your vocal cords to form words to speak to an inanimate object. Are you saying if I don't open my mouth, then maybe the mountain won't move? That is absolutely an aspect of it. We'll get to it here in a moment. Inanimate objects can't hear, or can they? God spoke the world into existence. Jesus spoke to disease, Satan and his demons. He spoke to the storm, right in your notes. He spoke to the storm. You know, during that Arctic hurricane, I didn't hear a weatherman say it, but I'm coining it. That's what that was. Arctic hurricane. I don't know what the wind levels of a hurricane have to be, but I remember standing out in front of our building as it's ripping the plastic off and this perfect storm has happened to cause us harm. I knew it wasn't God. It had this creepy, eerie thing, and I just remember standing out there as it's pushing me. I'm concerned about falling on the ice. It's pushing me. You know, you're standing there and it pushes you, you know, <laughs> leaning in. And I just remember saying, we will finish this thing. And there's not one thing you can do. I command this wind to go. I curse that thing in Jesus name with everything I had as I felt like my skin was being peeled off of my face. I really wish I grew my beard out right about then. <laughs> you have to learn to speak to mountains. He spoke to Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. What's the mountain in your life? Come on, what's the mountain in your life? What do you have before you that seems immovable and you know it's not God? You know this thing's right there mocking you. What is that? And let me ask you, when's the last time you told that thing to stick it? I'm not sure what that means exactly, but let me say it this way. When's the last time you spoke to the mountain and said, I command you, go into the sea. When's the last time you've done that? You know, there's amazing testimonies in, in early church history of the fathers of the faith being persecuted. And I, I have to remember this. I, can't, I will not remember the guy's name, but he, he was going to be killed unless the mountain moved. And he's there and they've got swords and he's on his knees and he's praying. And there's an earthquake and the mountain moved. And they're like, I, I, I guess there is a God. <laughs> oh. Little girl arise, he spoke, things happen. Do you know when you speak, things will happen? In faith, in God's word. When you speak God's word, you speak God's plan, you speak God's will, in Jesus' name, things will happen. Doesn't matter whether you can feel it or not. We speak out of the, out of the basis of our faith in God. It's the, the working of the Spirit of God operating through Jesus that we can operate through us, that will operate through us. You understand the working of the Holy Spirit through Jesus manifested miracles. Jesus is fully God, yet fully man. You're fully man, you're not fully God, but the same Spirit that operated through Christ can operate through you. That means you can be someone who brings forth resurrection power. That means you can bring forth miracles. That means you can speak and things can change. You're like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, for you, maybe that's true. You need to get your faith engaged. You need to believe God's word. You say, that doesn't make sense. Yes, that's the problem in America. And that's the problem with many is that they walk by senses, not by faith. They walk by sight. They walk by their eyesight. They, they walk by what they hear. They walk by what they feel. They walk by what they sense. Oh, I don't feel really anointed today. That's irrelevant whether you feel anointed. I don't feel anointed either. I feel anointed right now, but that's irrelevant. I did not feel anointed when I was sitting here for a minute thinking, Jesus, help me right now. I had some distractions and different things. I was just trying to compartmentalize. I'm like, Lord, worship was great. I think it was great. I didn't feel much anointing. That's irrelevant. Whether you feel God or not is irrelevant. 
His, he's here. We know theologically that he's here. So, well, my hair didn't look, oh, oh, look at that. You're like, wow, ashy, dry skin. Yeah, I know, it's winter. <laughs> look, oh, my hair's standing out. Ooh, I like when my hair stands on end. That's awesome. My hair does not have to stand on end for me to cast out a devil or to move a mountain. And it doesn't need for you to do either. You're like, wait for you to can feel the presence of God. No. Many times you ain't going to feel nothing until you get moving. If you're going to operate in the dynamic of confrontive warfare and the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force, if you're going to move forward in the plan of God, I don't care what you've heard before. If it's not lining up with what I'm telling you right now, you were not taught biblically accurate. There are times, sovereignly, God comes through and gives breakthrough. There are times where it's easy and smooth sailing and beautiful. I love that. Whoa. Just smear on the sunscreen and just, yes. Oh, Lord. Ooh, feel the wind blow. I mean, but there's times where you stand up and you say, you're not going any further. No, 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 not here, not in this house. No, no, sir. Nope. What you, what you allow, you can have. What you bind will be bound. What you loose will be loose. What you allow, you've allowed he said, what about the Lord? I know he steps in, thank God, for the likes of us. We don't always understand things. But I understand this a little bit. You have to understand that the dynamic of confrontive spiritual warfare to take a region, it doesn't just bow the knee. I mean, even Jesus comes to the region of the Gadarenes. I just read this yesterday in my, my Bible reading program. And the, the devil runs to him. He didn't run away. The guy wasn't instantly free. He interacted with this legion. Don't torture us. I mean, there's this moment, and then Jesus says, devil to ham, you go. Into the pigs. 2,000 pigs go and drown themselves. So it's a picture of what the demonic wants to do in the life of your life. He wants to drown you, wants to kill you. Jesus had to speak the words. It didn't just manifest, and you know, that's it. It was over. No, he spoke. You, had to, you have to speak. Come on, somebody say, Lazarus. Come forth. Pray over, over, uh, over our area and its problems. We have a lot of problems, you know, but they're really opportunities. There's a lot of incest. Did you know that? There's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, especially in the villages, there's, there's so much defilement and so many, very, listen, they've done reports, but the truth is that many, what the statistics are, but I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like 70% of children have been molested in villages. I don't know how they came up with that statistic, but I'm sure the same is true around here. Not in this church in Jesus' name. Not in my house, because I said no. Oh, you're a pastor. Well, nothing happened to your kids. Are you kidding? There's lots of opportunities the enemy wanted to get my kids. I'm, I could tell you all kinds of stories of how it was set up in God by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the grace of God allowed us to, 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 to miss that, to be there to pray. You gotta pray for your kids. You, you, gotta, you gotta pray over problem areas. You gotta pray over this, over, uh, over the opioid problem. Take authority over that thing. Stand. Shamanism. Let me tell you what this is. Shamanism is a religious practice that involves a shaman or the practitioner interacting with what they believe to be as the spirit world through altering states of consciousness such as a trance. Sometimes it's drug-induced. The goal of this is to direct spirits or spiritual energies to the physical world for the purpose of healing, divination, or to stop things. Now, I had somebody tell me, and I, I'm not to say, I, I don't know that this is the case. I'm, I've learned a long time ago, if, you're, if you don't know, then you don't know. So don't try to say that you know. I don't know. Somebody said, I know what that spirit was that hit our church on that windstorm. It's a spirit of shamanism. Well, that might be. All I know is it's from the devil. I don't really have to know its name. And the reason that happened was to try to delay us and hold us back. But it's all turning out for good. And I'm going to tell you, please understand me. This is not a normal day. It is not normal. It's not normal what we're walking through 
right now in this hour of history. And in your logical mind, because you've been baptized in Western humanism, most people, you just dismiss that and say, well, that's crazy, Pastor Daniel. He's so crazy. <laughs> he's, just, he's just so crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy. I, show me in the word. I'm a big one for the word. I had somebody tell me, you know, they spouted off some platitudes, some big thing. I said, where is that? Show me where that is, because I want to see it. I'm not going to teach you something, preach you something, some imagination, some figment of my mind, and begin to say something is something unless I know and I'm willing to stand before the throne for it. And what I'm teaching you and preaching you right now is base-level spiritual warfare that most people don't know anything about. You must speak to the mountain. you got to speak to sickness. you got to speak to disease. you got to speak to the problem areas in your life, in your community, in your marriage. He says... Is everything a devil? We're Pentecostals. Some of you are not quite sure why everybody's clapping. We're Pentecostals. Who is here with this? It's not a devil behind every bush. I don't believe there's a devil behind every bush. There's 25 devils behind every bush. It's just painful when people blame the devil for their own stupidity. It's wonderful to have a brain. Sad some people don't have one. <laughs> Many, the, the devil doesn't have to do much. Many times because we trip ourselves up through our own fallenness and our own lust and our own greed. And he's probably involved. Listen, he's like, the devil came to my house. No, it probably wasn't the devil. He's probably messing with people like Putin uh, Biden, he's probably operating on much higher levels through his powers and principalities and rulers. You might have got some demoted devil to come mess with you, but it's not the devil. It is evil, though. Praying over cultural groups in, in our area. You pray over cultural things. Pray that things change. Pray. Listen, culture can be redeemed many times, but many times things can't be redeemed. I remember... You know, I, I lived in Hawaii, as many of you know, and um, the hula was originally a demonic, really, the dance, but it was redeemed. It got redeemed, and they began to dance and worship under Eo, which is the one, the one true God. It's like the North American, the Native American Indians, the great spirit. There's an acknowledgement of, of, the, of a monotheism. And, and to tell you all the history of Hawaii, I don't know it all, but it's, it's fascinating. But Hula was redeemed. And our church was actually used to help to redeem that. You can redeem that. Now, some stuff, Hawaiian culture that I know a little bit more about, you can't redeem. You can't redeem the Ava ceremony. Is it Ava Pui? Or, no, that's the, that's the, yeah, Ava, right? Ava Pui is a shampoo flower. <laughs> shampoo ginger. Love that stuff. Ava ceremony. Okay, why can't you redeem that? Because when you drink Ava, you get whacked. When you drink it, you get high. So it's pretty hard to redeem that. Some of you are like, what's wrong with getting high? <laughs> Stick around, all right? To not be drunk with this wine. So there's certain things you can redeem. There's certain things in native Alaskan culture that can't be redeemed and certain things that can. I do believe the dance can be redeemed, but I've had lots of people say, Absolutely not. Okay. But, but, <laughs> but I believe it can be with a redeemed heart worshiping under the Lord. Uh, we got to pray over institutions. You know, I'm so honored that you come to this church, Mayor Edna, and have for all these years, you're exemplary. You really are a great woman of God. No, great man of God. We love you. Surely, you've been along with all of these crazy revivalists for all this time. We love you, and, uh, and we honor you. And I think I said it before, I didn't mean any disrespect whatsoever, but we must see, where's the 30-year-old Edna? Where, where are, where's the next generation? We have to pray. Listen, treat, teach your kids. You know, go into the ministry, you gotta go into the ministry, go to the ministry, like, become the next president. How about that? We need people to go into these high places. And it needs to be preached. It needs to be taught. So if you feel called into the ministry, man, pray it goes away. 
Did I just say that? You better know. You better know. Going in, becoming a pastor is like the cheap way to get a job. Are you kidding me? You'll die. You'll die before you get anywhere. If you feel called to be a pastor, be in ministry, take some aspirin and, 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 and fast and pray that you're sure. Be sure. Just like you should never be mayor unless God called you to, and he did. You don't want to do stuff that God didn't call you to. All right. We need to pray over institutions, art, business, politics, so on and so forth. I started a kingdom business group. This first day is, the first, the first week is tomorrow. The first opening of that is tomorrow. Why would we do that? Because we need to empower business people. So it's called Kingdom Marketplace, and we're, we're doing that. Excited about it. I'm gonna pray for the harvest. Isaiah 43, don't be afraid. I am with you, says verse five. I'll bring you from the east and gather you from the west. I'll say to the north, give them up, or to the south, hold not back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who's called by my name, whom I created for my glory, I formed and made. That is a powerful verse of scripture that we use to declare and declare warfare and speak over the mountain that would hinder the harvest, the loss coming in. Can you say amen? Prayed for blind eyes to open, right in your notes. Spiritually blind, but physically blind as well. Pray for hearts to be softened, Hebrews 3 and 15. Pray for doors of the gospel to open. Corinthians talks about that, 1 Corinthians. Pray for boldness. Pray for Christians to be bold in their witness and to have wisdom, Acts 4, James 1. Matthew 11, turn to Matthew 11. The word there, violence, in Matthew 11, I'll read it. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Biazo is the Greek word. Biazo. The word means forceful, violent, ferocious. That's, word, that's what that word means. The kingdom, of, the kingdom of heaven suffers forcefulness, violence, ferociousness. From the days of John the Baptist, verse 12, John, Matthew 11, verse 12, from the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of heaven suffers. What does suffer? It allows. It allows violence, spiritual violence. Not the violence you see on the video game. Not the violence you see in the inner cities. There's a spiritual violence. We've been violent tonight. Forceful. Ferocious, if you will. Fierce. Serving God requires violence. It's a violent thing to repent. Let me, let me run that through over here. When you get convicted and you realize you've done wrong and you realize what you did crucified Jesus and that you're held to account for that and you, that becomes real to you. It's not just some religion. It's not just something, but you realize, oh my God, I, I, I did that. I, I crucified him with my, I'm, 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 I've done wicked things. And the Lord reveals that to you. You repenting is one of the greatest acts of violence there could be. That you turn and it's the grace of God that allows that. It requires violence to say that you're sorry, to repent. I was talking with somebody this week. We got into it and I got in the flesh. It's another pastor. So we hope he can handle it. From another place. And I didn't use some emotional intelligence for just a moment. And I caught myself and went, oh, I'm offended. Here's why I'm offended. One, two, three, four. And ah, Jesus, I'm wrong again. I said, I'm sorry. I repent. Please forgive me. He says, I will. I forgive you. I wanted to say, but you're still this, this, and this. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Just eat dirt. Aren't we funny? It's an act of violence to repent. And what the, real, the text means that heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force is that there is a spiritual reward. There's a reward for being desperate, for being spiritually forceful. One of my staff say, 
just in, insistent on, uh, you know, having, taking a task that they felt that they could do a good job on and that would be a blessing for them. Some guys from the Dream Center, where are you guys that want me to take you on a pass? Raise your hand if you're in the room. You guys are crazy, okay? I don't know. Don't ask me tonight. They've asked me nearly every time I see them. Hey, what are you doing, Pastor Dan? I'm like, what's up? I, I know what they're asking now because they keep asking. How about you come and take us on a day pass? I'm going to take you on a day pass. You know why I'm going to take you on a day pass? Because you won't shut up. <laughs> Listen, and I mean that in the best of way. If you will model that before the Lord and you fight for what God's called you to do like that, you fight for the day pass from heaven and you'll see miracles. And as you continue to ask me, it's almost gotten over the top, and I have a feeling that pastor said something to you. But it's a beautiful thing, and I'm going to honor that during the millennial reign. Amen. <laughs> the, 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 the text, and knock and keep on knocking, seek and keep on seeking, ask and keep on asking. It's present tense. It's the widow that just doesn't stop. Mr. Judge, Mr. Judge, he's eating his eggs. What? Go away. He drops the shades. There he is walking through. Mr. Mr. Judge, I want justice. Judge, he's like, get away from me. She, he doesn't fear God. He doesn't fear man. And finally, after the 15th time, he's eating his pudding at snack time out on the, on the steps of the courthouse. And here she comes. Mr. Judge, I need justice. Fine. For God's sake, I'll help you because you're wearing me out. And how much more your heavenly Father will grant justice to his elect, to his people who cry out day and night. You must learn that they're just because you didn't see it happen, just because the mountain didn't move on the first 15 times you asked, you're going to stop just because Lazarus didn't pop out of the grave in your first 30 seconds with two snaps up, then, 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 then it's not going to happen? Get some grit for God's sake. Get some grit and fight and the Lord will reward you. If you could see behind the scenes how the enemy fights because he knows if you break through, you'll get faith. It takes faith to break through, but after you break through a few times, I've had a few battles. I've had a few. It's all the same. Just keep, keep doing what God said. And that mountain will move. It has no choice. God will, will do it. God will do it. God will do it. If God said it, he will do it. I believe it. That settles it. You stand on it. You decree. You proclaim. You speak. Signs and wonders. Pray for laborers. We've written out names of people that we're believing God for. Be led by the Holy Spirit. God lead you. Raise your voice. You know, my first time I walked into a, a spirit-filled prayer meeting was at this church in 1992. I was in my 20s, and I walked into the back of a place called Connie Street, and I went because I was going to some other church, and I wasn't saved. I've told the story a hundred times. I was going to the other church because they had cute girls there. It seemed to run away from me. Thank God. And I met some guy who was just uh, on fire. And he said, hey man, you need to check out this other church. I'm like, yeah, how's the girls over there? <laughs> and don't worry, I wasn't married before Karen. I didn't say that. I was hungry for God too, but I, I just had a lot of twisted things in my heart. And so they brought me over to that church. It was then called First Assembly of God Maui. It's now called King's Cathedral and Chapels. I walked into the back of the church and it was packed. I mean, jam-packed. Five, 600 people, wall to wall, standing room only. I walked in the back and the whole place was roaring in tongues. The whole place, this is my remembrance, roaring, praying in their heavenly language, which I'd never heard before. So when I walked in, I thought, 
what is going on? What? And my thoughts were, what a bunch of freaks. But I couldn't finish the thought freaks because what a bunch of, and then, oh God, I lifted my hands and I knew the presence of God a little bit, but not like that. And I lifted my hands. I went, oh my, oh my God, God, God's in here. And the guy's like, huh? That's what I'm talking about, bro. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's like, yeah. Huh? Huh? Not girls. God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. And then I heard Dr. Morocco share an excerpt at the end of his message. And if you're, you know, if you want the power of God, no, no, excuse me. That was another time. If you want generational curses broken off of your life. I, I didn't actually, I got to hear the rest of it when I was running along with a bunch of other people as he was mid-sentence. You want curses broken off of your life. So my, my spirit's already running me up there. I, kind of the, I got to the front. I was four or five deep over on the right-hand side. I'll never forget it. Place was jammed. He reached his, he looked at me. I thought I was looking at Jesus. Does anybody know what that's like? Look at somebody that's got authority and anointing. It's just like, don't look at me, man. You're like looking into my soul. He reached across, and he's got these big hands that are like this thick. They're about the size of a catcher's mitt. Put that thing on my head. My long, brown, blonde, bleached hair that I used to have laid hands on me and the power of God, he spoke and said, I break that thing and the power of God hit me. I've never been the same. I changed churches instantaneously. I know the power of God a little bit. I've experienced the power of darkness a little bit, maybe not as much as you. I don't care to experience any more of it. Yet at the same time, when you move to take a region which we are doing. When you move to see a revival and outpouring, there is a war. And the enemy, for whatever reason, has tipped his hand and, and, and just anteed up just a little bit bigger to see if we'll just shrink back. I want you to know that I'm never moving. Whether you like me or not, I'm not here for you. I love you. Amen. I'm here on assignment. God called me here. We've got a lot of work to do. Please don't hear me wrong. I love you. We're here to break through. And I want to teach you, it's not just about this house. It's about your life. Speak to the mountain and don't tolerate the sickness, the torment, the disease. Command that thing to go. Cry out to God to take you on a a free day or whatever it is. Pass. Cry out to God until it happens. Until, Until he manifests his power in that depression that you have had to tolerate. Don't tolerate what Jesus came to set you free from. I'm almost done. You're led by the Holy Spirit. Raise your voice in one accord. There is something about raising your voice. I used to scream a lot. You think you're screaming a lot tonight. No, I, I really used to yell a lot. Every Monday I had no voice and it would take me until Wednesday to get it back. It would return a little bit on Tuesday and then Wednesday it would fully recover. And it started getting like painful and difficult. And I remember Dr. Morocco saying, Pastor Daniel, you can not yell and sing. You can't do both. Your voice can't do that. That's a gift that God gave you as a preacher. Don't damage your voice. I thought, okay. So I didn't listen to him, and I blew my voice up. I blew it to pieces, and it didn't come back. And it, and, it, and it took a while to come back. I mean, it didn't come back, and I remember having to go to another service, and there's devils everywhere. It's one of those services where people are manifesting, and, you know, we're, we're just going for it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And I usually would yell at devil, devil, you know, like that, Pentecostal. Except I didn't have that, so I was talking talking like this. It just didn't work to yell. So the Lord's like, son, you don't have to yell. I'm like, I don't? No. Just whisper, see what happens. So I'm laying some people like that. In the name of Jesus, 
I command that devil to go. Poof. I'm like, oh, awesome. Let's do that again. But I like yelling. It's kind of part of my personality. But you don't have to yell. But you do have to speak. You do have to lift your voice. You do have to declare freedom. Are you getting anything tonight? Will you speak to the mountain? Will you? Will you level up? I'm calling to prayer. Now, let me just tell you what we're doing. They're racing to get posters and signups and all this stuff. I'm going 40 days on our fast. I extend it. I'm eating a little bit. Don't worry about me. I'm good. I got plenty of reserves. Amen. And I go for 40 days seeking God. And for the next 90 days, I'm calling a prayer campaign. How come? Because... When I talked to the Lord about that attack we had on our facility and here, a storm that just hit Wasilla and Palmer. Really? Really? Just, just our two little towns here, pretty much. I had a prophet call me and I had Dr. Morocco call me. He says, you're up against a principality. It is not normal warfare, Pastor Bracken. I said, I know, God spoke the same thing to me. And I said to the Lord, how is that? How is that 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 got across the bloodline? How did that happen? Because we pray, and the Lord's like, you don't pray. I'm like, what? How many know when God tells you you don't pray, but you know you pray, that you're wrong? <laughs> so I'm like, no, we pray. He's like, you don't pray. You do not have enough people praying the right way. You do not have enough authority being released. And that's why. So teach them and empower them. And charge, I'm charging you, which is a nice way for commanding you. Get with it. Begin to pray. You gotta live holy. You gotta live right. Don't try, don't try aggressive, confrontive warfare if you're not living right, because you will lose. You will lose parts of your life. Very dangerous. Amen. <laughs> 90 days, we're pushing prayer. If you can make it to morning prayer, that'd be great. If you can't, see if you can log on. If you can't log on, it's recorded, played at night when you get home. And pray. Pray for the lost. That's what, this is what it's all about. It's all about souls. It ain't about some little building. It's about souls. I said it's about souls. Don't ever forget it. The building's a tool. We need the tool. We're almost done. Souls. We get the bigger tool. We'll be able to reach more people. Meanwhile, we'll keep reaching more people. Pray. 90 days. God's led some of you to go 40 days with me. Go ahead, go for it. Check with the doctor if you need to. Be, be wise how you do that. We're also doing some all-night prayer meetings. Say, are you serious? Do you know how many all-night prayer meetings we did back in the day? Man, we'd had all-night prayer meetings every week. We're just gonna do once a month right now. So the next one is on the 25th of February. All night. Right after youth and young adults, 10 o'clock. We're going to light it up and we're going to go all night. All night. Are you serious? Yeah. Pack your kids. Let them sleep on the pew. Let's do it. Forget it. I'm going over here. Let's go. Are you, are you willing to do what it takes to see a region breakthrough? Are you? Are you? He's like, no. All right. Keep coming, though. And I pray some of this fire gets on you. And before you know it, you'll be at all night prayer, too. When you understand the authority and the e efficacy of prayer, you ramp it up at Eagle River, you have your building. You will. That's how it works. But we don't want to do that. We want the swipe blessing. I want to tap your card. You know, when I'm shopping, I love when they have push pay. Not push pay, uh, pay something. PayPal. You know how many things I bought with PayPal? that I wouldn't have bought if they didn't have it? Because my wallet's in my car. I'm like, I really need that right now. I'm like, okay, do I have PayPal? No PayPal, bah, move on. PayPal, bing, it's at my door two days later, Amazon. Some of you like that. I, how many of you like that? That's great. You know what? That is totally an unscriptural method. Unless you want to say the blood of Jesus was to PayPal, you still have to apply it and you still have to stand. You still have to punch in and do what you're required to do. God won't do what he calls you and I to do. And you can't do what God does. But if we will fast and we will pray and we press in over these 90 days, I'm telling you a historic 
historic outpouring waits for us. Will you take it with me? Will you oil your shield? Will you say yes? Will you be a part of it? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna bring my family, my family's in, my staff is in, we're in. You know why? Because that's why we're here. And we're gonna see hundreds and thousands and thousands of people and churches planted all over the world. Can you say amen? Will you say yes? Will you do it? We'll let you know more information. A sign you like, I don't know, am I signing up for all night prayer? Yeah. Jesus prayed all night. It's time to oil the shields. Can you say amen? Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com. And may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.